Hello, everyone. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank you all for joining us today. This podcast was recorded and is made available to you by Whitley Penn LLP and WP Wealth LLP solely for informational purposes. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are general in nature and are not intended to be construed as the provision of financial or investment advice by Whitley Penn or WP Wealth. The information discussed in this podcast is accurate as of the day it was recorded, but may then become outdated over time. Please feel free to contact us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns in regard to the content presented. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of WP Talks. I'll be your host for today, Shane Miller. I'm a partner of WP Wealth. Uh, It's our wealth planning group based out of Fort Worth. This is another episode in the WP Care series, and I'm really excited about today's episode because we are featuring the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, uh, which is an organization that uh, myself and um, Josh Agron, one of our partners, is uh, involved in. Um, I've got Leah Swanson. She's the executive director joining us today. Welcome, Leah. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned before, Josh Agron, he's a partner in our audit group. Um, He's been serving with Leukemia and Lymphoma Society for seven years. Is that right? Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Perfect. All right, so I want to dive in, uh, talk about this great organization, what you're doing, some of the um, events, uh, some of the initiatives, um, and really get into the heart of what LLS does. Uh, I was introduced to LLS through Josh, um, through um, the Light the Night event, and uh, maybe that's where we should start. Josh, uh, you want to talk a little bit about how you got involved in LLS sure. and what about the uh, organization kind of drew you in? Yeah, so kind of rewind the tape, I don't know, eight, nine years, whatever that may be. Uh, my brother and mother uh, at the same time were, were actually, actually, I guess my brother, my mother was diagnosed first with breast cancer, um, stage three breast cancer. And then uh, within a few months of her, my brother was diagnosed with testicular cancer. And so at the time, I don't know, my mother was probably late fifties, my brother, early thirties. And so that was a big, big blow to kind of our family and, and everything. And so we, I, I was invited by Nick Salamone, who's, who's been involved with the executive committee and the board for a few years as well, uh, who had, who was a survivor of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so I went to a breakfast that he invited me to, to learn more about Leukemia Lymphoma Society and the Light the Night Walk. And so I attended that and, and the speaker um, that w- was at the event mentioned how the, the port um, to inject chemotherapy directly you know, into the body was actually founded through LLS research. And my mother was telling me about the port and I, and I'm here in Texas, my parents and my family are in Rhode Island where I'm from. And so I, it kind of strung a kind of a, a thing with me of a, wait, the port, like that's an LLS thing. Like, okay, let me learn more about this. And so I, you know, I signed up at the event to kind of learn more about LLS and I've since gotten, you know, we've done the light the night walk now as a, as a firm for seven or eight years, but it, I, I was just surprised that, something that is so common in every cancer treatment, not blood cancer, not, 
you know, uh, lymphoma, whatever, but, that, but anything that it's, it's common in most cancer treatments uh, when you're receiving chemotherapy is, is the port. So that, that really drew me to it. And ever since then, you know, I've raised, raised money every year individually and, and, uh, and, and as the firm, you know, through Whitley Penn. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, Leah, you're, you're the expert here. So would you mind telling us a little bit about the mission of LLS and, and specifically your role with the organization? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the executive director of what we call the Red River Region. So um, we are a national organization and we're, we have seven, uh, 27 different regions um, as part of LLS. And um, the Red River Region is all of North Texas and Oklahoma and Arkansas. And so, um, you know, as mentioned and you uh, mentioned Shane, we'll talk a little bit more about Light the Night and, and how you guys got involved, but really the, the organization, um, it is the largest blood cancer organization, um, but we're actually the second largest cancer organization. And so we, you know, really have three pillars. We fund research. Um, we absolutely believe that there is a cure to cancer and it's going to be in our lifetime. Um, and research is, is really the, the key. LLS has funded 56 out of 65 um, FDA approvals have been funded by LLS for blood cancer research. But just like Josh said, so many of those FDA approvals are being used on other types of cancer. So why we are a blood cancer organization, we're focused on curing cancer. Um, and that gets me really excited. Um, another thing that is part of the research um, is something called the Children's Initiative. And that's fairly new for us. Um, leukemia is the most common form of children's cancer. And um, unfortunately, there's not enough research that's been put towards um, funding new research for children. So of the children that survive, about 80% of them have lifelong um, side effects from the harsh chemo and radiation that their little bodies can't handle. Um, and so LLS is funding $100 million in research to find more drugs that's precision medicine targeted to kill that cancer and let the kids you know, um, thrive after cancer and not just survive it. Um, and so we are, um, we're absolutely focused on a cure through research. We are also focused on helping patients financially. That's a huge portion of what we do just in the DFW area. We've given over $3 million to patient financial aid. And then the third pillar is advocacy. We wanna make sure that every patient has access to care um, and we're, we're advocating for those patients. We have one patient that we highlight sometimes that's over a million dollars in debt because he had a cancer diagnosis and, uh, and that's not okay. So um, those are really our three pillars, but, um, but we're, we're here to find a cure to all cancer. Wow, that's great. And uh, it, it's a pretty powerful message when we're saying we're not just focusing on blood cancer, but we're, we're trying to eliminate all cancer. Um, and it, certainly the efforts speak to what you guys are doing. And obviously the results are there that was it 56 patents, um, you know, are, are actively fighting this disease. So that's, that's great to hear. Well, and I want to, so the other interesting thing too, you know, I seem to learn something every single year, right? Every, I go to these events, I hear, hear people talk. And one of the things I thought was interesting is blood cancer is, is, the reason why it's so successful, and you can correct me if I say this the wrong way, but it's the only one that you can take out of the body, treat, and then kind of put back into the body because it's, you know, normally you don't take a tumor out of a, of a, you know, of an organ and then shove it back in there. So it's blood you can take out, you can look at it, you can study it, you can figure out what's going on, you kind of put back in the body. So yeah. I thought that's an interesting, interesting thing as well. 
Absolutely. Josh, I'm, I'm so, pr- I'm so proud, um, but absolutely you're right. So blood is easier to test. It's easier to transport. And so they believe that the cure to cancer is going to come from blood cancer research. And so, you know, I mentioned almost half of those FDA approvals is being used on other types of cancer. And so brain cancer, breast cancer, stomach cancer, pancreatic cancer, but even things like rheumatoid arthritis. And so absolutely focused on, um, on all cancers, but there's amazing therapies that are happening right now that are being used. And, and even, you know, instead of infusions, finding pills, instead of someone having to go through, you know, those, those horrible chemo treatments and infusions, you know, there's now pills that are, you know, are being used to treat other types of cancers as well as blood cancer, which, um, my my personal connection, my mom, I watched her go through a blood, um, uh, she has multiple myeloma, which is an uncurable type of blood cancer. Um, but it's absolutely something that I watched her go through a transplant, um, and it's horrible, um, absolutely horrible treatment. So to know that in the future, there's a potential, you know, pill that you can take versus going through that, um, just, you know, gets me excited that there's so much research that's happening to, uh, you know, to make a cancer diagnosis, not so scary. It's very encouraging. And so, so I mentioned earlier about, uh, light the night, which is an awesome, uh, event that, that you put on. And, and I participated in the virtual version last year. I had done the in-person version in years prior, but, um, would you mind telling us a little bit about what light the night is? And then maybe some of the other things, the other events or, or other initiatives, uh, within LLS. Absolutely. I'd love to. And, and Josh, both of you have experienced it. So you guys can weigh in too, but light the night, um, is absolutely an incredible event. It's both for friends and family um, and our patients, as well as for our corporate teams. And so I know you all have participated as a corporate team, um, but Light the Night is an event where we all come together. What makes it special is that it happens at night. It's not an endurance event. It's very much a family and a corporate event. Um, and one of the things that makes it so special is that every participant gets a lantern. Um, and we have white, if you're a survivor of any type of cancer, Um, We have gold if you're doing it in memory of someone that you've lost um, and red to celebrate and honor those. Um, And so it really is um, just such an incredible event. And we have a ceremony, our opening ceremony, where we turn on our lanterns by color and all of the survivors go into a circle of survivor and um, a big white um, light shines up in the sky to, to um, celebrate that hope um, for those, those survivors. Um, and then, you know, we, we go on a, a leisurely walk, but there's, you know, fireworks and face painting. And, you know, it's really, um, like I said, a family and a corporate event, but um, it gives me goosebumps even just to think about it. It's really so beautiful. Um, but who hasn't had someone diagnosed with cancer that they love, that they can come and, you know, and celebrate. We have a remembrance pavilion where you can go in the remembrance pavilion, uh, take a picture of your loved one, write them a note of someone that you've lost um, so it really is just a, it's a wonderful event. And, and it's very kid friendly too. I mean, I got three little guys in my or kid, I mean, two boys and a girl of my own. And so it's really a cool event because it's nighttime, right? It's in, it's usually in November and it's, you know, kind of when, the, I think it's usually around the weekend when the, you, t- you turn the clocks or whatever, right? I think. And so it's one of those things where it's, it's, uh, you know, it's nighttime. So the kids are like, Oh, it's up. We're up past our bedtime. Right. And we can, but then on top of that, right. So they get to light a lantern and walk, you know, it's like a mile, very leisurely walk as Leah said. And it's the kids absolutely love it. You know, they have, you know, jump houses and other stuff beforehand, but at the end of it, when you finish the walk, when the, when the fireworks are going and it's, I don't know, I think it's an incredible experience and it's very moving for a lot of people. And so I think that, 
it's one of the coolest events I've been to, which is why we, we do it every year and why we attend. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't attend. It's, I think it's anyway. It is the nationally is the fastest growing event, um, Shane, and uh, in in terms of walks, and it depends on the timing. So we do have 115 walks. We are a national organization, so we have 115 across the country. Um, here in North Texas, it's um, the end of October, and in Fort Worth, it's November 6th, that first that first weekend um, in November. So just depending on the market, check with you know your check on the LLS website to find the market near you. Um, but October 23rd and November 6th. Um, are here in the, the Metroplex. Perfect. Well, mark your calendars. That's definitely something you want to be a part of. Um, so Josh, you've been involved for a while. I know that Whitley Penn, we um, we do corporate sponsorships. We help raise money. Uh, you and I both sit on the uh, executive committee. Um, what are some of the, um, what are some of the, the bright spots over the years that you've served this, this group that you've seen, you know, obviously, they're, they're doing a lot in terms of supporting research, but are there any testimonials or are there, there any stories that kind of stick out in your mind that um, kind of reinvigorate you for this cause? You know, I really, I think it's kind of telling the stories. You know, I think there's just so many people out there that have been impacted by cancer. Uh, and so I think, you know, what we like to do every year at Whitley Penn is we like to show a little tearjerker video, you know, of, of a survivor, somebody that went through all the, all the treatment and that was all funded by LLS research and was helped by LLS throughout, throughout the entire situation. That way there's, we try to make sure there's not a dry eye in the house, you know, that's, that's the key, right? Really pull, pull people towards the, the situation, kind of what, what's going on. And so, so for me, you know, personally over the last, you know, seven, eight years I've been involved, it's just kind of the, the overall commitment that that LLS has to curing cancer, which is kind of a wild thing to think about. You know, uh, you know, once you cure cancer, all these people are out of a job at LLS, but that, you know, they'll figure something out, hopefully, right? Because they're not- You're going to hire me, Josh. I'm going to hire Leah. <laughs> I would hire you in a minute. But it, but it's one of those things where it's, you know, everybody is committed to this and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to, you know, but I think that's one of the things for me is that these guys go in every day you know, trying to raise money and trying to help the cause and trying to cure cancer, which is, I, I don't know how else you can, you know, it's not an easy job. And, it's a big and, daunting task, but it's very unifying, it seems. And um, you definitely get a sense of community within the organization. I'm sure, Leah, you have countless stories um, and uh, experiences of, of how LLS is making an impact and uh, certainly relationships that you've built over the years. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think a couple of things when you, you know, when you participate, and I know both of you have examples of this, but when you even just post on, you know, on social media that you're participating, or you mention it to someone, that's when all of a sudden you're, you hear about, about those stories. Um, so we have a company in, um, in the, the Frisco area that we work with, and um, the CEO had a, a, an SVP that had worked for him for years, and he never knew that he lost a child to leukemia, right? But the, all those stories of the, the cancer journeys that people have gone through, I mean, once you start talking about your involvement, that's when people really start sharing with you their own personal stories that you might've known them for years and you didn't know. But, you know, I think there's so many of them that that stand out to me. Um, but I mean, these stories and these tearjerkers that Josh mentioned, I mean, there are people right here in, in Fort Worth or in every single community. They're, you know, the, the new committee member we just had joined that, her first grader just had a classmate that that passed away 
Um, you know, we have a, another one of our, our chairs in the Collin County area. He, he lost his daughter. She just landed the job as a mechanical engineer at 23. She was a rock star and, and, um, and, and had such a short journey. But then we also have those that, you know, we see every day that if they hadn't, if CAR T therapy hadn't been funded by LLS, they wouldn't be here today, you know, and then we have other people that are, you know, in the middle of their fight that don't have any other options, but they're hoping for another funding, you know? So, I mean, there's just, there's so many stories of survival, um, you know, of grief. Um, but one of my favorite parts of the job is just seeing all these amazing volunteers that have been through so much, but they use a lot of that grief for good and to turn that story around for someone else so that the next generation doesn't have to go through that. So, you know, someone else doesn't have to, to leave the hospital. I'll tell you this last thing in terms of this, the sad stories, but a volunteer said, you know, after years and years and years of battling with her son, been to all, you know, all over the country with treatments and trials and uh, to walk down the hallway of that hospital without her child, you know, is just something that sticks with me and helps me, you know, I pop out of bed every morning thinking about our children's initiative and how we can make sure I have three generations. I'm a cancer survivor myself. I had neck, neck cancer at 43 years old. And, um, but it, it doesn't discriminate, right? So um, it's not something that um, it discriminates. And, um, and you just never know half of men, a third of the women are diagnosed with cancer. And you think about that and that's, those are some pretty big numbers. And so how do we, how do we fight for the next generation so someone else doesn't have to go through that? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting when you're involved in an organization like this, how it shifts your perspective because we get so caught up in the day-to-day -day of, I'm so frustrated. I'm in traffic or whatever it is. Right. And the reality is there's people that have significant struggles going on and we just need to be mindful of that. Uh, getting involved in an organization like this is a great place to start um, helping out other folks in your community who could be suffering because when you get news like that, life stops. I mean, everything stops down and it's, it's the focus. So we certainly want to, um, shine a light on this great group. I encourage all of our listeners to uh, get involved. Certainly November 6th, light the night, be there. It's so great. Once you go one time, you'll be back every year. It just lights you up. Um, and then of course, you know, making donations is, is always helpful. You know, there's a lot of folks, um, especially with the coronavirus pandemic last year, uh, that struggled raising funds uh, just because they, you know, they, it's not uh, top of mind, out of sight, out of mind. And so um, make sure that uh, these, these groups get attention and that you can get involved with them. Uh, certainly follow on social media, like, comment, share, share this episode. Um, and uh, if, you, if you would like help with charitable giving strategies, um, the folks at Whitley Penn are, are happy to help you with that. That's a complimentary thing that, that we could do for you. Um, but we just want to make sure that uh, these groups, specifically in our communities, um, are, are getting attention that they're thriving um, because yeah, and, the missions and I, are so important. And I think, too, you got to think about that, too, right? I mean, coronavirus hit everybody hard last year, whatever, but cancer doesn't stop, right? And so one of the things, too, is, you know, they, LLS, still needs the research dollars and those research dollars come from, from everybody, you know, around. So, so just, you can't, can't stop the research just because we don't have the dollars. we got to find the dollars. we got to figure it out and we got to, we got to kind of, you know, move forward. And so there, there, and there's other, the great thing about LS is there's other, you know, 
initiatives that you guys have, you know, that's not just light the night that we talked about. You guys do a lot of other stuff, you know, team and training, which is I'm not physically fit enough to do that kind of stuff. You know, the stair climb probably couldn't swing that one either, but there's other initiatives. I don't know if, if we have time to talk about that, but Lee, I don't know if that's something you can talk about the other ones that you guys have going on at LLS. Absolutely. So lots of different campaigns. So um, we do have, we have our of the year. Um, we have our man and woman of the year campaign. We have our students of the year campaign. Um, and those are both, um, you know, competitions. The students is a seven week competition. The man and woman is a 10 week competition um, where people just raise unbelievable funds for LLS. We also have the team and training, as you mentioned, you don't have to be in phenomenal shape, Josh, you don't have to run a full marathon, but you can, if you want to, you can run a half, you can run a 5k, you can do a hike, you can do a cycle event. Um, so all sorts of events, even virtual events in these days that you can do through team and training. We do have the, the stair climb um, and uh, we have a St. Valentine's day luncheon and fashion show, but really, I mean, we have events where you can donate. We have events where you can be a participant, but we also have other ways to give. Um, and so, you know, there's um, certainly ways to give through a planned gift and a state gift. You mentioned, you know, charitable contributions, donor advised funds. Um, you know, I mean, heck, you can, you know, give um, a percentage of, you know, your life insurance policy to LLS. There's all sorts of ways that, that people can give, um, you know, and just touching on, you know, COVID and the coronavirus. I mean, cancer doesn't stop and there's people that have been affected, but there's people that lost their jobs in insurance and, and they were trying to decide a, should I even go to the doctor? So people delayed going to the doctor, but also people were having to decide between, you know, prescription medicine and putting food on their, on, you know, their family's table. And so that's where LLS comes in and, and is able to fund, you know, kind of urgent need, paying for rent, paying for their electricity, paying for groceries. Um, those are all things that LLS does um, to help patients so they can, you know, focus on their fight and not focus on, um, you know, how they're going to pay the bills for their family. And so that's, you know, a huge piece of what we do. And that is unusual for a nonprofit. So um, there's lots of different ways to get involved. And um, just touching on two, those are events and, you know, ways to give. Um, um, but we also want, you know, volunteer leadership, like Shane and, and Josh here, um, you know, call me up and send me an email would love for you to get involved. We have committees for every single one of our events. Um, there's different ways to get involved. We have boards, and board leadership. So becoming a board of trustee or even, you know, ways for young professionals to get involved. And so we have something for everybody. Everybody can be a part of curing cancer. And I promise you it's a, um, it's a great journey and, uh, and it's a great experience to feel like you're really giving back to, you know, something that's bigger than yourself and, and such a great organization. Yeah. And, I, and one more thing I want to add too is, is that, you know, we, we've been doing it for years at Whitley Penn, raising money and, and getting together internally. And we got our teams and our different offices to, to try and raise funds. But the best part about it is the, L, the LLS folks, and we got Allison here in Fort Worth that just kind of keeps us on task. That whatever we need, she'll help with. And that's the great part about it is, you know, they're motivated for, to help us raise money. And so the more they help, the more money we, we raise, the, the more, the better it is for LLS. So it's whatever help we need, you know, the folks at LLS will give us to make sure that we get our events off the ground here at Whitley Penn or to make sure that, you know, we get, we get the most bang for our buck whenever we're, we're, we're trying to do a, a fundraising effort. So. Such a great point, Josh. We, um, we definitely try to make it simple um, for everybody. So we have templates, we have posts to share. We, um, we know that, you know, asking busy executives to get involved and help us, we, we definitely try to make it um, absolutely try to make it easy, but for companies um, getting there, especially during this, you know, virtual environment, 
it's such a great team building activity for companies and ways to get engaged. Um, so, you know, when someone goes through a cancer diagnosis, um, we want companies to tell their employees, hey, LLS is a resource for you. Um, so we have a lot of companies that actually go and, and give their employees information on LLS, Information Resource Center, and all the patient financial assistance that we have. So a patient will typically go to their family, their doctors, and they tell their company about their diagnosis. So wouldn't it be great if every company knew about the resources that LLS had to offer? Um, and can, you know, tell their employees about it. So it's great for, for companies, um, you know, for their own employee satisfaction as well. So, so I'm listening to this podcast and I'm fired up about LLS and I want to get involved. If I go to our website, where, where do we go? Well, because there could be people listening from anywhere and everywhere. Um, I would say the best place to go is LLS.org. And then you can type in your city um, and then, you know, be connected to us locally. Um, so we, we do have staff for every campaign and in, in you know, every market. So reach out that way. Um, but absolutely, I'm the executive director here in the, the DFW area. Reach out to me. Would love to hear your story. Would love to get you involved and find the right place um, for you. So feel free to, to reach out. Leah.swanson at LLS.org is my email. And um, But again, um, go to the website and, and you can track down all the different campaigns and you know, the staff who, who work with each of the campaigns as well. Awesome. Well, we'll post all of that whenever we post the, the new episodes um, so that you'll be able to have quick access to, to get involved and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, attend the events and, and be a part of LLS. So uh, I think that that's going to do it for us on uh, today's episode. Uh, please share this with anybody you think would uh, be interested in listening. Um, we're going to be continuing to roll out content and, you know, hopefully in a year, maybe we can reconnect and see how uh, 2021 went, how uh, the fundraising campaign went and um, what's new with LLS. So uh, we're going to close out this episode. And as always, take care. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.